Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. My personal meditation for you this week comes with a theme to be led by the Spirit is compulsory. It is compulsory in these evil days during these evil times that we, you and I, be led by the Spirit of the Lord. So my theme, to be led by the Spirit, compulsory. What is the current worldview? What is happening out there? Point one, we have entered Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2. Listen to what it says. For behold, the word for is the word gar in the Greek, and it means it represents the particle of trouble. In the midst of trouble, the Bible states that behold, there is trouble in our world. Listen to the words. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. They say there's a different darkness than nighttime that has covered the earth and gross darkness the minds of people. So two categories are being displayed of what happens in our world today. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2 For behold, the darkness represents all evil. Darkness from Satan the devil, Lucifer, and secret societies shall cover the earth. Means it is a universal cover where you will find people there, this darkness will be present. And gross darkness, the people of the earth. But listen to, in the midst of darkness, Jesus makes a profound statement and this is what it says, I am the light of the world. So regardless of the gross darkness, regardless of the darkness, the, the universal God, our eternal Savior, our, our deliverer, our battle commander, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, reigns supernaturally in the mountains, on the mountains and in the valleys. Isaiah chapter 62 again. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the minds of people. But listen to the audacity of the light of the world in the midst of darkness. But the Lord, God the Holy Spirit, shall rise up upon the believers in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this glory and the light of God shall be seen upon the believers to preserve them, to protect them, to cover them, to hide them against seen and unseen evil. This battle is not yours. This battle is not mine. This battle belongs to the Lord. Stand and watch the salvation of the Lord of you and of me. What is happening in the world today? Point two, there's escalated deception 
There's escalated lies. There's escalated falsehood that are engraved in society at large as we speak. There is deception. There's lies. There's falsehood. And there's untruth. There's half-truth. But in the midst of deception, in the midst of lies, in the midst of falsehood, in the midst of the darkness, satanic darkness that covers the earth and gross darkness upon the minds of people. Jesus' word is a resounding yes. I am the light of the world and when the light of God permeates and penetrates, it casts out darkness. So God the Holy Spirit is unseen, but it, it does not represent that is, that is absent in our world or from the world. No, He is the unseen reality, and although unseen, yet He is present to redeem, to protect, to deliver, to save those who believe in the person, the global Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point three, as I speak, the prophecy detailed in Psalm 21 verse 3 are being fulfilled as I speak. What is this prophecy? It is the unconditional covenant. It is the mercy and the kindness of God revealed towards those who believe in the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let me quote Psalm 121 verse 3. Now it speaks about the unseen personality of God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit will not suffer thy foot to be moved. To be moved. God the Holy Spirit will keep thee, and God the Holy Spirit will not slumber. Point four. What is, what is the promises given in Psalm 121 verse 3 for the believers in the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Point A. God the Holy Spirit will not allow premature death of the believers in Christ. God the Holy Spirit will not allow that we are trapped into self-destruction. No, he will, prov he will walk before us. His appointment, he will cover you and he will cover me. And majestically, he will not allow premature death. Of the believers in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic that still rages in our world today. Point B. God the Holy Spirit will cover us and as the eternal watchman secure our safety. In the midst of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2. The darkness that shall cover the earth and cross darkness over the minds of people. God's promises are ageless, timeless, and ceaseless. God the Holy Spirit will cover us as the eternal watchman to secure our safety. Point C, God the Holy Spirit will not slumber, meaning God the Holy Spirit is not ignorant what happens in our world today. Nighttime is as daytime for God, everything visible 
and invisible is under the control of God, the Holy Spirit, the great I am. The great I am represents I exist and I exist eternally. Point five, Ephesians chapter six, 10 and 18 details a mandatory and compulsory government against this evil age. Now this is what we are demanded to do. This is not a request. It is a, it is a mandatory and compulsory government. It means we cannot be independent from God the Holy Spirit, but we are dependent. We are reliant. We are trusting. We have faith in God. Jesus says, God is spirit, so the unseen God is not absent. Although I cannot see him, he is present as the eternal watchman to watch over you and to watch over me. Ephesians 6, 10 and 18 details a mandatory and compulsory government against this evil age, against the darkness that will cover the earth against the gross darkness, the people of the earth. But the Lord shall rise up upon the believers and the glory of the Lord shall be seen over and above and protecting the body of Christ, the bride of Christ upon the face of the earth. Listen to the 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 emphasis of Paul the Apostle. This is what he says. Put on the full armor of God. What does the full armor of God represent? One, be indwelled by God the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2. Second, be led by God the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14. So that you can take your stand against the schemes of the devil. What is the schemes of the devil? 2 Corinthians 11.14 reveals and details what Satan does and how he does it. 2 Corinthians 11.14 reveals how Satan operates in our world as the darkness that covers the earth and the gross darkness that covers the minds of people everywhere. No wonder. Listen to 2 Corinthians 11.14. No wonder, for Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Government seems to be angel of light. Pharmaceutical giants, billionaires, philanthropists, are, are, are crisscrossing politicians, parliamentarians. These political elite the business elite are offering systems to protect us against death. But let me tell you, the Bible says, he who trusts in man is cursed because man cannot save us from death, but God the Holy Spirit can. No wonder for Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Satan is an angel of death. He is a murderer from the beginning. He's in the business to kill. COVID-19, what was it? It was, a, it was the machinery to kill millions and millions of people. Grandmothers and grandfathers, fathers and mothers, even children, women and children were killed and slaughtered by the hand of COVID-19. 
So what is important to be led by the Spirit of God is compulsory. Because we cannot see sometimes the seen, nor the unseen, but God, the Holy Spirit can. It is compulsory to be led by God, the Holy Spirit. Because of deception, because of lies and falsehood that has gone into overdrive. Now let me share with you that our intelligence and our intellect, our academic is not enough to stay alive. But the inspiration of God the Holy Spirit are compulsory to ensure our safety from harm, suffering and death. Point three, what is, what is necessary in the midst of this darkness or the gross darkness is that I have to abandon independence from the Lord. I need to become dependent, reliant, trusting God the Holy Spirit that the sovereign God, the creator, Jehovah, also die will do a better work than you and me. This is the, 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 the current worldview in our world. Death postponed ministries are motivated by Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is. One, it is alive, Exodus 3, 14. The word of God is powerful, Exodus 6, verse 13. Point three, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. Why? Ephesians 6, 17. Point A, the gospel of Jesus has the power to penetrate. Isaiah 11, 2. Revelations 3, verse 1. Revelations 4, verse 5. Point B, it has the power to divide, to split open, to penetrate, to cut open. Nothing can stand hidden before the eyes of God the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 4, 13. It has the power to split open, one, the soul. Job 12, verse 16. It has the power to split open the spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 11. It has the power to, to, to cut through and to penetrate the joints and the marrow, 1 John 3.20, Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. Point four, it has the power to judge the thoughts. God knows the thoughts. Psalm 139, Job 42, verse 2, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. Point five, and the attitudes of the heart, 1 Samuel 16, verse 17. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. The philanthropists and the billionaires and, and politicians, presidents, prime ministers, politicians, parliamentarians around the world, they look smart, they look good, they, they, they are in it for the taking. But we don't know their hearts. So the gospel represents God the Holy Spirit. He's alive. It means he exists. Unseen here, he's not absent. It's powerful. Is Jehovah also die? It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates, it divides the soul, the spirit, the joints in the marrow. It knows and judges the hearts, the thoughts, and the attitudes of the heart. The phrase for the word of God is synonymous with. Point A, John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. God the Holy Spirit, the Logos. 
Point two. The word was with God. The word was the Logos, and Logos is God. Point three. The word was God. God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit or Logos is God. John four twenty four. Point four. Mark one verse one. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God emphasizes the physical manifestation of the unseen God in the person of Jesus Christ. The preeminence of Christ was detailed in John chapter 1 verse 1, in Mark chapter 1 verse 1. Point 5, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Listen to this. God who at times in past and in various ways spake unto the fathers by the prophets. But now 2,000 years ago, in these times, spoke unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed here over all things, by whom also he made the worlds. The dispensation of Christ. When he came into the world, took on humanity, became the God-man. Now the body of Christ is in the world called church. Not your physical structure, not the programs and what happens in our building today. No, it is that unseen entities globally that, are, that makes up the blood of Christ or the body of Christ. Complementary to Hebrews 4.12, we find 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. All scripture is Matthew 4 verse 4, John 17 verse 17. Point A. All scripture is God breath and is useful for teaching, useful for rebuke, useful for correcting, and useful for training in righteousness. 1 Corinthians 2 12 and 13. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13, 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. I want to give you a proposal on the person of God the Holy Spirit that is our stability in sinking and time. This is what I said. Proposal for spiritual refreshment and stability of soul regarding God the Holy Spirit. We need stability of soul in the midst of escalated deception escalated lies, escalated falsehood. In the midst of a type of darkness that covers the earth, a type of darkness that covers the minds of men. There's an antichrist behavior towards the body of Christ and towards the chosen of God in the world. Point one. Before the universe came into existence, Christ Existed eternally. John 4, 24. Point two. The pre-existence of Christ caused the manifestation of the universe. Isaiah 44, verse 6. Revelation 1, verse 8. Revelation 21, verse 6. And Revelation 22, verse 13. Point three. The universe represents the powerful manifestation of Christ. Power in creation. Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
Point four. The universe was brought into being from nothing. But by ten utterances coming from the mouth of Christ. Genesis 1, 1 to 31. Point five. Christ existed beyond creation. The, the physicality is called the universe. Did not come into being by itself or called the Big Bang Theory. It is Antichrist, it's demonic. The universe came to, to into being by the pre-existed God the Holy Spirit that manifested his sovereignty and power displaying heaven and earth. God the Holy Spirit is the eternal Christ. And he existed before creation. Exodus 3, 14 and 15. Point six, the presence of Christ is the agency and the reasons why the universe endures. Colossians 1 verse 17. This statement means that our universe will not be destroyed by billionaires, politicians, whoever are causing chaos and catastrophe in our world. Because they did not pre-exist. Humanity came into existence. Those who have the power, those who have the money are temporal. They will come and they will go. Only Jesus Christ came and died and live as I speak eternally. Death is now under Operation Footstool. He is not under control. He reigns and controls universally. Point seven, the unseen presence of Christ is the foundation that sustains the universe. Jesus Christ is our stability in sinking sand time. Colossians 1 verse 17. Point eight, the entire universe represents the mind of Christ revealed. Genesis 1 verse 1. Point nine, John 1 verse 3 states the following about who and what Jesus Christ is. All things came into being through him, Jesus Christ. And with him, not one thing came into being what has come into being. Jesus Christ is the creator. Jesus Christ is our redeemer. He's our protector. He's our savior. He's our deliverer. Call upon the name of Jesus and we will be safeguarded in the devil's world. Point 10, Colossians 1 15 and 17. Listen to who Jesus Christ is. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on the earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether they are thrones, whether they are dominions, whether they are rulers and powers, all these empires, Governments, the United Nations, the World Health Organization, the African Union, every throne, dominion, rulers or powers are under the sovereignty of the universal God, Jesus Christ. That's an overview as a, as a manifesto of you don't have to fear in the midst of what happens in the world. Jesus Christ, the very God of the universe, watch out for his own. Let us do a review for reflection as we close 
our investigation on the 39th word. Review for reflection. Point one. The word will is the 39th word in the text, Psalm 121. Point two. We allocate the word will as the 14th word in Psalm 21 verse 3. Psalm 21 verse 3 represents God, the Holy Spirit, at work in a world, although unseen, as the unseen reality, He is not absent from a world. He is transcendent, but is also imminent in our world. Point three. World in the third position represents the 39th word with special emphasis on the character of Christ. That of his loving kindness towards the believers in the person of Jesus. Isaiah 55 verse 11. Exodus 34 verse 6. Point 4. The 39th word world reveals the mind of Christ. The gospel is the mind of Christ. The gospel is the, the, the salvation for those who believe in Jesus. The 39th word world reveals the mind of Christ, that status quo of immutability, where the faithfulness of God comes from. Faithfulness comes from the status quo of God's immutability. God is ageless, changeless, and is for all eternity. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. Point five. God the Holy Spirit is immutable, meaning that God as Spirit is changeless. Malachi 3 verse 1. God the Holy Spirit is endless. Revelation 22 verse 13. God as Spirit is Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end, the first and the last. Let me remind you that this is our final segment, Unraveling the Word World. It's important to investigate the word from today from its 14th position as we find ourselves in Psalm 21 verse 3. We need to look at the significance of the number 14 and what it means for our world today. Please join me as we continue the study ancient principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. I want you to know that ancient principles from the Bible doesn't mean it's ancient. It means it is timeless. What was given to Adam, to Noah and Abram, is applicable and applicable for our contemporary life here in our world today. God's word, although given unto Adam, is timeless, ageless, and ceaseless. So let us continue the investigation of the 14th word. Point A. We look at the significance of the number 14 because we find the third mention of the word will as the 39th word in Psalm 21 verse 3. Point 1. The word will in the third position is allocated 
as the 14th word in Psalm 21 verse 3. Point A. In addition to being a number, the number 14, it is also the Hebrew word for hand or the yad, Y-A-D. Point B. The number 14 refer also to the number of joints in the human hand. Point C. The number 14 in Hebrew symbolizes the strong hand of God. The strong hand of God, God the Holy Spirit. The strong hand of God to acquire and to take care of his, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. Exodus 14 verse 8. Exodus 14.31, Deuteronomy 7 verse 19, point D. The number 14 is a compound number representing the number 10 and 4. The number 10 in Hebrew represents the letter Yud with reference to the unseen reality of God the Holy Spirit. Unseen does not mean he's absent in our world. So the number 10 represents the, the Yod or the Yud in Hebrew with the value of the number 10. And the number 4 with special emphasis to north, south, east and west. It's the completion of the world, the wholeness or the fulfillment of the word. So what it meant, what it means is that the hand of God, the Holy Spirit is Local and global at the same time, it is here, there, and everywhere on the face of the earth today. Again, I say, God the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit is not absent from a world, although he's unseen. Point E. The number 14 represents the symbol of salvation or deliverance. Matthew 1 verse 23. Point F. The number 14 in Hebrew indicates by the term Yot Dalet symbolizes deliverance and release by the Spirit of God. Remember, God the Holy Spirit was the entity or the personality that caused the release of Moses and the Exodus generation to leave a place of bondage and slavery, Egypt. So God, the Holy Spirit, what he did for Moses, what he did for Abram, what he did for David, he is capable to do for you today. You may ask the question, what does the letters Yod Dalet or the number 14 refer to? What does it mean? One. The letters signify a hand opening a door and the subsequent release or freedom from some kind of bondage, some kind of prison, sometimes of dilemma. What is impossible for man, it is possible for God the Holy Spirit. He came to, to protect us. He came to redeem us. He came to release us and to set us free. Point two, the gospel of Matthew 1, verse 17, implicates the number 14 in the various generation in the line of Abram unto Christ. Point A, scripture says, Matthew 1, verse 17, 
Point A, there are 14 generations from Abram to David. Point B, there are 14 generations from David to the Babylonian enslavement. Point C, from the Babylonian enslavement under Christ equals 14 generations. Now what is significant of the number 14? Why the scripture reveals the names of Abram, David, and Jesus? Point one. Now we know that it was recorded in scripture. Abram was delivered from death by a fiery furnace. Genesis eleven twenty eight, And God the Holy Spirit redeemed and protect and kept him alive and he walked from the fiery furnace. Point two. God also promised that the deliverer for the world will come from the line of Abram. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. Point 3. The name David represents the number 14 in Hebrew. Point A. God used David to deliver Israel from slavery and bondage under the Philistines. 1 Samuel 17. Point B. By the power of God the Holy Spirit, David defeated Goliath. The hand of God secured the deliverance for David and the nation of Israel. It will also secure our deliverance, our protection against the enemies of the body of Christ. 1 Samuel 17, 45-15. Point C. God promised David that the Messiah would come from the line of David. Jeremiah 33 verse 17. Let me read Jeremiah 33 17. This is what it states. For this is what the Lord said. David will have a descendant sitting on the throne of the house of Israel. And it is confirmed in Luke chapter 18, 38 to 41. Point four, the coming of Jesus called the Christ brought God's promise to Abram and unto David into fulfillment. What God promised, he's always able to do. God is not slack regarding his promises. 2 Peter 3, 9. Point five, the name Jesus or Yeshua means, the name Yeshua means Savior. Point one. Matthew 1 verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Matthew 1 21. So Jesus Christ is our deliverer. Jesus Christ is our rescuer. Jesus Christ is our savior. Call upon the name of Jesus, and God will take you from bondage of sin into freedom in Christ. Point two. Matthew 1 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. So if Jesus, if we invite Jesus to be our God, then what happens? God is now in us, God is now indwelling us, and God is now protecting us. So Jesus Christ is God, the ancient one, present in us. We are the temple of the Lord. Point six. The coming of Jesus. The deliverer fulfills the prophecy 
unto prophet Isaiah about 800 years before the coming of Jesus this was declared this was prophesied by one of the great prophets Isaiah point a Isaiah 61 verse 1 listen to the rendition of God's declaration in the midst of darkness, in the midst of the masquerading of Satan as an angel of light, Jesus' words is a resounding yes. I am the light of the world. Listen to Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord, God the Holy Spirit, is on me because the Lord has anointed me. Jesus is the anointed. Jesus is the appointed. And Jesus is the approved redeemer from heaven for earth. Point two. The spirit of the Lord God is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me. Why? To preach good news to the poor. Point three. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, those who are despondent, those who have lost their energy to love, Jesus Christ is here to redeem you, regardless of what happens in the world. Point four, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to set the captives free. Point five, and freedom to the prisoners. This text doesn't only speak to those who are in prison, but it speaks to those who are in a psychological or a mental prison. Jesus Christ is the anointed from heaven and he came to set the captives free. Point B, Luke 4, 18. The prophecy of Isaiah 61 was verbatimly stated in Luke chapter 4, 18. The prophecy pertaining to the works of Christ is proclaimed by none other, the God-man himself, the universal Savior, the global God, Jesus Christ. What's the application? Point one, the mention of Abram, David in Christ, confirms that God's promises is sacred, sure, and stable. Numbers 3, 23 verse 19. Numbers 23 verse 19. Point two, Christ is always faithful and unchangeable, pertaining to his word and his works. Malachi 3 verse 1. Point B, let us, let us delve deeper into the, the meaning of the number 14. Point B, revelation by adding numbers. Under this section, I want to speak about more on the, the significance or the relevance of the number 14. Point one, the word will reflects three times in Psalm 121. Point two, we allocate the word will in the second, as the second word, as the 27th word, and as the 39th word in the text. Point three, revelation happened when we add two plus 27, plus 39 together. When we plus the numbers together, it equals the number 68. So when we reduce the big number, 68, by adding 6 plus 8, we arrive again to the number 14. Now we find the word will in Psalm 21.3 stands 
in the position of the number 14. So when we when we add the second word, the 27th word, and the 39th word, it it comes together again to the least number, the number 14. But the, the 39th word, the, the third reflection of the word wall stands in the position of number 14. Point five, when we add 14 plus 14, it equals the number 28. Point six, the number 28 equals the number 10 when we add 2 plus 8 together. Now the number 10 is the Hebrew letter Yud or the Yod. It, it represents the, the transcendency of God the Holy Spirit, but He is unseen but not absent from our world. I'm convinced that during my blood cancer ordeal, the highest level of blood cancer, uh, the reason why I'm not dead, the reason why I'm not crippled and not paralyzed is because of the infusion of the presence of the sovereign God, the creator of the universe, God, the Holy Spirit. Point seven. The number 10 represents the Hebrew letter, the Yod, that equals 10, and it introduces God the Holy Spirit, the hand of God to deliver us from all evil. I say again, regardless of what the enemy are planning, regardless of what they are plotting, the mighty hand of God, God the Holy Spirit, stands ready to stabilize, to secure, and to give us stability in sinking sand. So you may ask, what is the significance of the number 28? Point one. In Hebrew, the number 28 referred to the demonstration of power. The power of God, the Holy Spirit. As per Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Point B. The Hebrew letters in Genesis 1 verse 1, the first verse of the Bible reveals the power of the spoken word of God that caused the universe to come in manifestation. So when God the Holy Spirit spoke, the world is the result. The universe came into being. Point C, the number 28 is represented in Hebrew as the Kaf Chet, letters of the alphabet. Point D, the number 28 is derived from the numbers 20 plus 8. 20 refer to the power demonstration whereby God the Holy Spirit created the universe and gives the stone tablets unto Moses. One, by 10 utterances, the universe came into play. Genesis 1, 1 to 31. Point two, on Mount Sinai, God gave Moses 10 laws. Point three, in Hebrew, 10, 10 equals a calf, means the number 20. Point four, the number eight referred to the presence of God the Holy Spirit beyond time, location, space, and matter. He is the transcendent one, but the transcendent one is not ignorant what happens in the world. Nothing stands close before the eyes of God. Point five, 
The number eight is symbolic of God the Holy Spirit as the staircase or bridge between heaven and earth. God has not abandoned the world. God cannot abandon you and he will not abandon me. What he says you will do, he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will, Jesus himself says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now what's important as per our title or the theme What's significant of the number 18? It refers to the statement being led by the Spirit. So the 39th word, the word will, in the 14th position requests that God the Holy Spirit be our leader. God the Holy Spirit be our guide. God the Holy Spirit be our appointment. Because he sees in the seen and the unseen. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. He is capable and able as Jehovah, also died, the Almighty God, to watch over you and to watch over me. So let's, let's find examples of the number 28 in Scripture. Point A. The book of Ecclesiastes 3.28. The word times is mentioned 28 times in 14 verses. There we see the combination of 14 and the number 28. Point B. As we study the number 28, we find that Bible personalities were required to leave. Abram was called to leave of the Chaldea. He had to depart or he had to go to the promised land. They are called to do something. On the 28th time that that person's name are mentioned in the text. It is clear that they were to do as they were led by the Holy Spirit. Let us look at the first example. Genesis 8.15 Noah's name is mentioned for the 28th time when God the Holy Spirit instructed him to go out of the ark. When Noah left the ark, in leaving, he was following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Point two. Example two. In Genesis 14 verse 12, Abram's name is mentioned the 28th time when God told him where the kings of Elam and Babylon took Lot captive. So God directed Abram to to go and retrieve, go and redeem Lot by the power of God the Holy Spirit. Point three, in 1 Samuel 17 verse 39, we find the story of David. David's name is mentioned for the 28th time in this text. 1 Samuel 17 39. In this passage, Saul has given his armor to, to battle Goliath. He gave it to David. He says, put on my tunic, put on my military uniform. David replied, I cannot go with these. It was, it was too heavy and it was too big. David took off Saul's armor and went against Goliath with the full armor. God the Holy Spirit 
the spiritual armor given by the Holy Spirit. Let us not battle our enemies with intellectual wars, financial wars. Let us deal with the enemy on our, on our knees. The fear of the Lord reflects 14 times in the book of Ecclesiastes. Point four. In the book of Acts chapter 5, in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 5, Peter's name is mentioned for the 28th time where Cornelius was told by the Spirit of the Lord to find Peter. This demonstrates the leading of God the Holy Spirit. Point five. According to Hebrew Hamatre, the number 28 introduces Jesus as the high priest who intercedes for us. John 3, 16. Exodus 26, verse 2. Matthew 27, 28. Let us, let us run to a close as I close this, this, this investigation of Scripture. Point, point C. Reflections on Romans 8, verse 14. 1. God the Holy Spirit is the creator of Adam. Adam was created to be indwelled by God the Holy Spirit. So Adam was constructed for self indwelled by God the Holy Spirit. Adam became a living soul upon the entrance of the Spirit of the Lord. Adam is the temple when God the Holy Spirit dwells or resides. While on earth, God the Holy Spirit lives in the body of Christ to establish the kingdom and earth in the devil's world. Regardless of the darkness or gross darkness that covers the mind of men, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Point two, Romans 8, 14 states, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So it is important, it is imperative that we are being led daily, moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, year by year, by the Spirit of the indwelling presence, God the Holy Spirit. Let's close with examples for reflection. Acts chapter 8.29 The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near here. Point two. Ten verses later we find Acts 8.39 that states, When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. Point three. Acts 13.2 states, While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the works to which I have called them. Point four, Genesis 6, 24 states, And Enoch walked with God, and it was not for God the Holy Spirit to him. Point five, Psalm 37, 23, The steps of the righteous are governed by the Lord, God the Holy Spirit. Finally, and in conclusion, now, now I know the 39th word, the word will, calls that the believer must be led by God the Holy Spirit. 
while we are still in this body, while we are still in the earth or on the earth. One, seek the Lord. Two, be not wise in thine own eyes. Three, acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways and lean not on thine own understanding. Point four, safety in the devil's world comes only when God the Holy Spirit leads us in truth. And when the spirit of truth comes, God the Holy Spirit, he will lead us into all truth. He will protect us against deception, against darkness, against lies and falseness. Regardless of what happens in the world, Jesus made a declaration, I am the light of the world. So I want you to know if you do not want to die prematurely, you and I must be led by God the Holy Spirit. He's able and capable. For man, it is impossible, not for God, for with God all things are possible. I call on you, in the midst of Isaiah 60 verse 2, in the midst of an escalated darkness, all evil, and darkness that are intentional, deliberate, to blind the hearts of men. That is what we see in our world. There's a panic. People are, are in awe, are in conflict with the law. There's a global deception currently at work in our world. Only Jesus Christ, the very God of the universe, says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postman Ministries with my talk. Ancient principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. Jesus Christ is our able deliverer in times of trouble, in times of testing. What may come first? God bless. Amen.